Hey, what's going on, Clipper folks? It is me, Positive Chuck Mockler, without uh, William the Opinion Updike today. The guy gets a new apartment. He's moving on to bigger and better things. Uh, no, we'll, we'll be back. But I'm joined by uh, Clips that's on Brian Cullen. Actually, just for this episode, I'm going by Brian. I was right about Myers Leonard. <laughs> All right, for sure. Uh, Brian, throwing the gauntlet down. Welcome to Locked On Clippers. We're your uh, friendly neighborhood Clippers podcast coming at you Monday through Friday, 7 a.m., so you can listen to us pretty much anytime you want. But if you listen to us early, let us know. We might send you an extra Batum Battalion t-shirt. Today's episode, it is coming out for you on Wednesday. So we're doing a What You Say Wednesday poll from Twitter. Uh, ask people about what they thought about Ty Lu so far, which uh, pretty much a fair result. Um, kind of expected uh, how this one was divvied up. Then we're going to be talking what we felt uh, needs to get changed in season or in part two of Ty Lu's first season. There's some things, you know, that maybe adding a piece helps. Maybe it's just more reps. Who knows? And then finally, we're going to talk a bunch of trade rumors uh, with the uh, Rockets and the Thunder. And then the gray jerseys are officially on sale. We're going to talk about how we feel about those, of course. Uh, but yeah, all that coming up right now. But first, have to give a shout out to CBDMD. Uh, CBDMD.com makes it even easier to relax, regroup, and recharge. They're offering all our listeners 25% off your next order when you use promo code NBA at checkout. That's CBDMD.com. Let's get into it, Brian. Clippers fans are weighing in on the first half of Ty Lue's tenure. Uh, I asked Clipper Nation uh, on Twitter, how happy were you with Ty Lue's first half as Clippers head coach? The options were very simple. It was happy, satisfied, and not happy. How would you vote in this? I would say I'm satisfied. Um, okay. That was, the, that was the winner. That was the prevailing um, emotion, I guess. Yeah, yeah. I like For me, I think, context adds a lot to it i might be less satisfied if we hadn't done all of the Ty Lu and cleveland research right uh, and been given a heads up by you know cleveland media folks like hey you know he might kind of drive you crazy a little bit but <laughs> yeah pay off and he he definitely i think he's he's aware that um maybe it hasn't been the complete overhaul that everybody wanted system wise right. and I, and I, I say that because he very much in media availability, uh, you know, tells us all the time, like I've only implemented like 30% of what I want to do here. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that's a good call. Uh, yeah, satisfied was the runaway winner with 56.2%. Happy came in second with 33%. And then not happy was a pretty paltry 10%, which I think makes sense. Um, <laughs> no one gave any reasons for being not happy. There was no replies <laughs> as to why. I could give you the not happy reasons right now, the last three games. Yeah, for sure. That's what I think is a bunch of recency bias. Um, uh, the happy people, Rudy Zavala said he's happy for the reason that we've seen wins this year uh, that would have been losses. And we've already seen lots of adjustments done. That's a big plus for him. Uh, I think that's a pretty prevailing feeling as well. T Bleak says, I saw enough to know that the Clippers made the right decision and upgraded over Doc. I still feel like he's not fully showing his entire hand and we will see more towards the playoffs. He just needs his roster intact to get some continuity going and get a win streak. I think the roster, uh, your co-host Joseph Rye Ward terrified all of us on the last time we were on the clip set about how little PG and Kawhi have played. And I think that is the biggest thing. I think I would honestly vote happy in this because for how little those guys have been able to play together and how we're kind of in the same carousel is too fun of a word of like rotating guys in and out. It's been pretty good. Yeah, yeah, it's not bad. I mean, you're, I haven't slept since we talked to Joseph. Uh, <laughs> it's so scary. But the one point that he kept bringing up that I think is, is important to remember is despite the standings, the Clippers have played all their games that were scheduled Thankfully, and they yeah. have the most wins in the NBA. Yeah, so exactly. Win column, win column, they're number two in the NBA. 
they've had some, you know, dumb losses, but all in all, it's been pretty good. And, and I think, I mean, if, if we're getting into, into it here with Ty, feel free to stop me, but it's his, right. Like the back-to-backs, like, yeah, I think, I think they're seven and one in the second night of a Mm -hmm. back-to-back, which is amazing. So much better than it was last year. Yeah. And, and, you know, I, I, I kind of enjoy this schedule that they've had this season where there's like many, I hate it, but I, for me, it like, I don't know. I could go on forever about how like it actually makes more sense to have series since that's the way your playoffs are being played and all of this For stuff. Sure. Um, and it, I think in those games where you're playing a team twice in a row, mm-hmm. you're actively seeing the coaching staff make adjustments. And I think that's huge. That's a good call. That's a super good call. Yeah. And if you look at, I mean, Clippers have a second best half court offense rating in the league behind the Nets. So it's, there's not really anything to be that worried about uh, from that front, but it's interesting you know, the offensive rating, it's way better than it was last year. The defensive rating is what the, the biggest issue, right? Like we're, we're at 111 right now. Well, last season it was 105, but that's another continuity thing. What's the offensive rating right now? Is it still like 117? The offensive rating is 116.8. Okay, that's about what the Mavs were last year, right? I think yeah. it might be what the Mavs were last year. So yeah. that's still unbelievably good. And last year <laughs> the Mavs had, a, had the historically best uh. offense. I hate it, dude. I felt like that was said so much last year. And it's like, yeah, we get it, but okay. (laughs) That are doing that. Yeah, it's pretty funny. Um, Arno Madathian uh, is satisfied. He said, I thought Zoo to the bench was the wrong move, but in time I realized I was wrong. It shows me that he's not allergic to change. The fact that he was sitting next to Doc gives him a leg up because he saw the insanity that didn't work. Um, That was a reply that I put in there, which was nice. Um, but yeah, like I think that was such a big kind of shock to people when Tyloo first came that was like, hey, Zoo's going on the bench. And everyone was like, oh, all right. <laughs> yeah. And then they wanted to trade Zoo because he had to adjust um, and didn't look super strong for the beginning of the season, which shockingly that changed after some more time together. But yeah, I think it's, I don't know. I think this is from what we've seen historically with the Clippers from Doc's tenure. A lot of people brought that up in the comments like, it's fresher. And so I think it's, it's really hard to be, you know, I think, uh, I think Lucas Hahn gave him a B in the, the two, one, three hoops. Mm-hmm. Um, great. I think he gave everyone a B uh, except for Luke Kennard. Um, but an- yeah, yeah, he got an A minus. Um, but I think it's fair. I've been really pleasantly surprised with Ty Lue. We're going to talk about what needs to get fits, fixed uh, in the next segment. What's been your favorite thing that you've seen, like specifically to Ty Lue that he's done this half season? Well, I, I guess I kind of gave my answer away, but it's, the way he's handling second nights of back-to-backs and these like mini series. Um, Fatigue seems to be actually taken into effect. Yeah. Okay. You know, <laughs> in a rational way, <laughs> my favorite thing is his relationship with the analytics department is that he's, because there act- is one. Yeah, exactly. And he's actively working with them and listening to what they have to say. And, you know, we've heard the, the whole thing about it's, you know, coach by committee on this team. And I, I think that that goes beyond just, the coaching staff and the players, like I do truly think that the analytics department has a voice in the locker room in terms yeah. of like things that they want to try out things that, you know, I, I, it's clear when Ty is talking to us that he's looking at like matchup data. He's looking at lineup data. Yeah. He's going, More than plus minus. Doc would always reference plus minus. He'd always be like, you know, this guy was plus and you're like, all right, man. <laughs> Great. But, and then he wouldn't even take that into consideration. So yeah, I think I think you're trying the, the embracing of the analytics, which was a point of emphasis for Balmer, like from everything that we read, 
Like that was very much an issue. Um, but yeah, but coming up, we're going to be talking what needs to be fixed. I think another low key favorite thing of mine is his use of timeouts. It's not yes. the biggest thing, but it is so funny how different it is and how much better it looks and how it's, I don't know if saved, saving a couple games might be a little overblown, but it's definitely helped some games not get too crazy out of hand, um, which yeah. is great. Uh, but yeah, coming up, we're going to be talking Ty Lue's second part of his first season and what uh, he needs to do to improve. But first, this episode is sponsored by Blue Chew. Blue Chew is making waves and bringing more confidence to your bedroom. It is a unique online service that delivers the same active ingredients as Viagra and Cialis, but in chewable form and at a fraction of the cost. Blue Chew's tablets combat all forms of ED and can help men gain extra confidence for when it's time to perform. Blue Chew is an online prescription service. So no visits to the doctor's office, no awkward conversations, no waiting in line at the pharmacy, and it ships right to your door in a discreet package. The process is simple. Sign up at bluechew.com, consult with one of their licensed medical providers, and once you're approved, they receive your prescription within days. The best part is that it's all done online. Bluechew's licensed medical providers work with you to provide the right ingredient and strength for your prescription. Don't like swallowing pills? Hey, no problem. Uh, Bluechew's Sedelafil and Sedelafil tablets are chewable. Bluetooth tablets are made in the USA and they prepare and ship direct. So it's cheaper than a pharmacy. So if you could benefit from some extra confidence when it's time to perform, visit bluechew.com for more details and important safety information. We've got a special deal for our listeners. Try Bluetooth free when you use promo code locked on at checkout. Just pay $5 shipping. That's bluetooth.com, promo code locked on to receive your first month free. And we thank Bluetooth for sponsoring the podcast. All right. Welcome to Ty Lu's season one, part two. Now that we're all, you know, Blue we shoot. shoot up, man. Second, uh, gotta get that second win. Um, so we asked Clipper Nation what they thought for the last segment. Now we're talking what we think. You kind of mentioned some of the bug, what the not satisfied crowd could have said uh, in the first segment. Let's start with that. What are those things? What are you not satisfied with? So, I mean, health aside, I, I haven't loved all the closing looks that we've gotten. Um, I think I've loved one of them. And what like it was there a specific lineup that you it liked? was a small ball lineup against the jazz it just looked okay. so good it was just like perfect it's what everyone wanted to see i feel like in terms that, of closing lineup that was fun um and i definitely think that's an option i don't know if you want to close with that lineup every single time no you know, it's a jazz the, lineup yeah totally and it was brought up earlier by by one of your listeners about uh you know zoo being moved to the bench I'm good with that. There are a lot of games where I'm like, Zoo needs to be closing this game. He needs I'm to play more in general. Yeah. Uh, um, yeah. That, that's, I think that's, that's one thing for sure. Um, yeah. Yeah. The, the big man rotation to close games is still a little shaky for me. For sure. Uh, and so kind of what, like we mentioned health is like kind of a thing that every team worries about, obviously, especially the Clippers are now. What can actually be fixed and what is it just health related? I think a big thing people gripe, you know, harp on the defense, which is a lot more, I don't want to say, you know, in peril than the offense because it just, it truly is. But how much to do with that do we think is just health related? Because like you said, we've only seen what, 20% of the sets on both ends. Yeah, I think that's a decent part of it. And like there, there's a lot of rumbling. I think Zach Lowe was the first one to kind of report on it. But we had heard from people in Cleveland about this when Ty came over. It was like, oh, yeah, you know, he's got he has playoff sets like like of specific playoff book. And, um, you know, I think either you or Will brought it on this past week when you came on Clipset is like. 
there's he's playing coy a little bit there and and the numbers are massively different between those Cavs teams in the regular season and in the playoffs defense and so i do think that that you know as as joseph likes to say they're playing possum a bit (laughs) for sure and that i think i still just have a difficult time with that as a fan because of last year that's what we thought was happening when in reality it was not in the truest sense of not happening it was not happening (laughs) Um, so that makes me a little nervous. And if everyone was healthier, I'd feel a lot better about it, you know, but there is, Will and I always talked about it last season. There's a shorter, like the runway is getting shorter and I'm not quite at the point where I'm ready to start saying that like three times a week on this podcast, but you know, there's some stretches in the second half. They're going to make me a little more worried if it's not clicking. Well, and with how brutal that second half schedule is in terms of rest and, and just, what do you think about how we're the 13th? Like we're only like the 13th hardest schedule or something like that. I thought like that was kind of, I thought that was a little low. I know it's probably every fan thinks that for theirs, but. Yeah. I, I mean, that's based off of opponents though. And it's well, such- I saw the one on Twitter that was based off of that and rest. Like we're well, somehow getting credit for rest. I think it's because there's that stupid home game stretch. I think yeah. that throws the metric off. That's, that's definitely got to be built into it. I just don't, I mean, maybe it is the 13th when you look at some of these. <laughs> You know, you're not San Antonio, like you're not some of these other teams. Yeah. Um, and so, yeah, maybe it is the 13th. I don't think anybody has an easy schedule in the second half. Just Jazz this... do. Oh, they do. You're, yeah. you're right. Like they truly are the only team where I'm like, yeah, it's a pretty damn easy schedule. <laughs> <laughs> but it's also, I, I think it's hard to gauge like opponents because really we're going off of, you know, your record right now, but what a weird first half to the season. You know, yeah, right, like first 10 games are training camp effectively. <laughs> Yeah, and I think 10 games is being generous with that, you know? Like, I, I think it was, like, game 20 that we really started to see kind of teams turn it around a little bit. Um, you know, look at Phoenix. Like, Phoenix came out kind of at the top, and then they went down to, like, eighth, ninth, and then now they're second. So it's like, yeah. it. you know, I, I think we'll have a much clearer picture of where some of these teams are uh, in terms of strength and and truly contending in the second half of the season. Yeah, it is pretty – is Phoenix one of the teams that has to play 40 games in 78 days or whatever? I know the Spurs do. It's like 41 and 78 or something for the Spurs yeah. and then maybe Memphis. I don't think there were too many – there might have been actually a few postponed Phoenix games that they have to make up, so you might yeah. be right. Um, it'll be interesting to see. Does adding a piece make it harder for the Clippers to look how people want them to? I guess that depends on how you want them to look. Um, well, so the, let's let's take the two biggest, you know, trade wants, which is a scoring point guard, and I get what do you, what else have you seen? Do you think wing depth? Wing depth is one. One of them makes a lot more sense than the other one. Is it a scoring point guard or is it a playmaking point guard? Yeah, let's go with playmaking point guard. Because I feel like that is more of what I've seen people calling for. Yeah, let's go with playmaking point guard. I mean, I think no, playmaking point guard, I guess, is easier. Yeah, yeah, but like who who's out there? Yeah, that is better than Lou Williams at playmaking. That yep. you know better value back because the whole idea of a trade is to upgrade. The and I've joked about this. The Clippers front office messed up by making some of these contracts way too team friendly. Yeah, <laughs> right. Like we need to be able to trade some of these guys. Like, <laughs> they've made it hard to upgrade. I don't. I just don't know who's out there in terms of playmaking. And then ultimately that conversation comes down to 
you know, the whole crunch time conversation, which who is out there that's available for trade that you want taking the ball out of Kawhi Leonard and Paul George's hands? Yeah. Sorry, I just had a speaker going off randomly. Um, <laughs> Kyle Lowry is everyone, what, it's like the big splash everyone wants, which I don't. No, I, I'm not, I don't want it. Um, it's absolutely insane. It makes no sense. Um, but that's, yeah, I don't think adding anyone launches us into some stratosphere of eliteness that we're not already very close to no and you know i i think it was uh zach lowe and and uh, bill simmons were just talking about this the other day for the clippers especially you know to end games like one of the biggest issues they don't get to the line enough they don't score at the rim enough and it's those easy points right that was the point that they were making and joseph co-host on Clipset with me has been saying like they need more North South on this team. Right. And so yeah. like, I think that that is a bigger need than a playmaking point guard, because, you know, we talk about the ball movement and all of that. And like, you know, it's, it's pretty good. They, they move the ball around the perimeter a lot, but no, like I want to see more driving into the lane, more kick and drive from like guys other than Paul George, who's been really good at it. You know, like I think a young athletic dude, would help out with that maybe terrence mann becomes that in the second half who knows that would be great to see um i think terrence mann surpassed truly every single person's expectations so far on both ends of the floor to start the season so i don't well there you go and you're, you're even you want him to be even better in the second half um, I'm into the first half. <laughs> is there anything uh that we want to see specifically from the assistant coaches or are we kind of fine with not hearing a lot about them yeah i'm pretty i mean this coaching staff is, is absurdly good. Uh, you know, I think Kenny Atkinson has already made his stamp with the guy that we were just talking about. I think he has a lot to do with the stuff that Terrence Mann took. Um, yeah. no, you know, like I, I think, I think being a quiet voice in the locker room and not this like big presence is probably what Ty needs right now. Anyways, especially, you know, all the chemistry stuff last year, that was, that also had to do with the coaching staff and there were, you know, that's a good call, actually. Uh, I haven't I haven't heard that comparison yet. That's a really, really good piece of insight right there. Like, what was the coaching? Like, Doc talked about, like, I didn't want to give those guys a special treatment. It's like, well, you're the coach. <laughs> well, yeah, and when, so, and when he, there's oh, some they're... level of responsibility. <laughs> well, and there and there were reports that, you know, especially in the playoffs, there were members of the coaching staff telling Doc, like, hey, I think we need to do this. this is, I need to make we we should make this adjustment. Yeah. He wasn't. So I, I think that the chemistry was bad all around, including the coaching staff. So, mm -hmm. you know, as long as they're good and they seem to get along, I, you know, I love watching them in timeouts. Like they all like, they all understand the role in them. You know, I don't really have too much that I want to see out of them. Yeah. hundred percent. I, I think it's like, everyone was kind of worried, you know, too many cooks in the kitchen type thing. I think a little bit at the beginning of the season, but seems like a pretty well-functioning kitchen, um, which is nice. Uh, coming up. We're going to be talking some trade targets. There's apparently going to be a fire sale uh, in Houston and Oklahoma City is going to be getting rid of some people. And then there are some, we're going to debate about these jerseys because I think Brian really likes them. Uh, but first, we've been telling you guys about Built Bar. We got to give another shout out to Built Bar, uh, the best tasting protein bar on the market for a while now. Built Bar is the amazing low calorie, low sugar, high protein, high fiber, uh, fantastic tasting bar with 100% chocolate on all bars. Now is the time to find out which Built Bar is the best. It is Built Bar Madness. You can vote on this. Um, at builtbar.com uh, or go to at built underscore bar on Twitter. Apple Almond Crisp uh, prevailed over Churro Puff, which I find a little interesting. I'm a more of a churro fan, if I'm being honest. Brian, do you like churros? 
I was having this, literally had this conversation last night. It's one of my favorite things in life is churros. Yeah, I miss it. Um, I miss, I need, I'm going to eat a churro after this recording now that I'm thinking about it. Um, remember to use the promo code LOCKEDON20 to get 20% off your next order at BuiltBar.com. That's LOCKEDON20 to get 20% off your next order and check back to see who won the matchup and who will become the best tasting protein bar. And if you like gambling on stuff, you should check out Bet Online, the fastest and easiest way to bet on all your sports action. Football might be over, but the NBA, college basketball, and NHL are in full swing and skate. Bet Online even covers award shows, uh, TV shows, and reality TV. I've been betting on Argentinian and German basketball, doing pretty good so far, if I'm being totally honest with everybody. Um, Real time updated odds and props on almost anything you can imagine. Polish basketball, the spreads are a little crazy, not really for me. Bet Online has you covered for all the news, scores, and odds. It's the best way to place your bets, and it's free to sign up. Head to the website or use your mobile device to sign up today and receive your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. Use promo code Locked On for your 50% welcome bonus. Bet online, your online sportsbook experts. That takes us right into shavings, uh, where we kind of just kick everything else around. Um, it's an ode to our oldest, our old Clippers podcast. According to Bleacher Reports, Jake Fisher, rival executives expect uh, the Rockets to get busy ahead of the trade deadline to the point where the situation has been referred to as a fire sale. Brian, is there anyone on the Rockets you think? could help the Clippers. PJ Tucker's the first name that comes to mind, but I think I'd honestly have to go look at the roster. I forget who's still playing in Houston. It's, it's very That's hot. a good call. <laughs> that is fair. Um, but PJ Tucker, just for a little wing depth, um, you know, I, I think a little kind of safety net for the playoffs. Like yeah. I hate to say this, but I'm still waiting for Batum to come back to earth a little bit, which worries me. Yeah. You know, PJ Tucker, I think might shore that up a little bit. He hasn't been great, but I also think he's got one foot out. He's not really engaged. Isn't too happy with where he's at. I think that a change of scenery could do wonders for both teams. That's a good call. Any people have been saying Oladipo. Do you even think that's possible? I don't think the money Um, works. No, I have what you give up and a rental. I doubt he wants to stick around. Oladipo also. What do you want? Would he maybe stick around though? If he's going to sign his next contract with Kawhi and Paul George and. Do you want him to like Oladipo? Oh, like, listen, I like I'm an Oladipo fan, but I'm not. It does not sound like it. <laughs> well, <laughs> I love Oladipo, but like I also don't think he's a superstar, and I think Oladipo thinks he's a superstar. You know what I mean? Yeah. I, honestly, I think that's a pretty fair assessment. Um, so, how would you don't think he would? Yeah, that's that's so far down the road. I don't even want to entertain that. Um, yeah, I'd be fine with PJ Tucker. I'd be good with it. Um, I think if you can get him with the seconds and you know, I, I just don't want to get rid of, I don't want to get rid of anyone on the, I don't think anyone is really that expendable on the Clippers right now. Um, which brings us to the next team that is going to be trading a bunch of people. The Oklahoma city thunder are apparently open to trading veteran point guard, George Hill center, Al Horford and power forward, Mike Muscala to any interested contender suggested Royce Young of ESPN. George Hill is probably the most rational brought up name for a Clippers trade, but I don't know. People talk about, you know, leaning on him more in the playoffs maybe instead of Lou Will because Lou Will's going to get hunted on defense. Yeah. But I think there's going to be a, def- there's going to be a lot different defensive scheme around Lou Will than we saw last season. He's not going to be on the court with Montrezero in the playoffs. Um, what do you think? I think George, George Hill doesn't excite. It doesn't move the needle crazy for me. No, I'm not. I mean, I just don't see or what you would put together to get him. I don't think he fills that much of a void. Yeah, uh, you know, I would call about this this Shea Gilgis Alexander kid, and maybe. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, I don't, I don't know. Nobody, 
I also don't want to give the Thunder anything else. Dude, that's but, how I feel. Presti has enough, man. I don't want to watch all these picks turn into something great. Not that the Clippers would have drafted better than the Oklahoma City Thunder, um, but it would just be frustrating. Yeah. Someone uh, tweeted us that we should get all three and that Oklahoma City would have to include some picks to take on Al Horford's contract. <laughs> I like that. That's good. And I was like, yeah, that makes sense. That's how money works. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> who are we trading for Al Horford? Um and then, of course, I think the moose needs to come home, you know, come back, come back to where he really, where it all started for Mike Muscala in terms of the legend, you know, I think it makes sense. The uh, where did the moose come from? I don't know. His name's Muscala. Sounds like moose. Oh, man, that was Greg Monroe's nickname, though. And Mike Mussina. So I think it's anyone whose name sounds like moose. Because <laughs> uh, what else are you going to call a guy whose name sounds like moose? Um all right, so now we have to talk about the most pressing issue in Clippers fandom, and that is who's truly responsible for posting the Serge Ibaka TikTok? No, I'm just kidding. Um, <laughs> the, the, the gray jerseys are officially official. We were made aware that they are on sale at, an, at a Dick Sporting Goods in El Segundo. I have not been there to confirm. There was a photo. Um, I will not be going to the Dick Sporting Goods in El Segundo. That sounds like the start of a bad joke. Um, where are you at on these great jerseys? Uh, I love them. I think they might be the best jersey I've seen the Clippers roll out since the last red jersey that had the logo and the number right next to each other. Another amazing jersey. No, I don't. I'm not crazy. I was like, man, what are you doing right now? <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, it just looks like somebody made it on the computer and forgot to finish it. I just don't want black, white, and black, white, and gray is the most bland, hate to use this word, corporate ass, like... It's just the cast the widest net. Like, yeah. let's cast the widest net. They do look better uh, in the picture than they did on those renders. The renders made them look horrible. Yeah. But it's still just all gray. And it's like, I don't know, man. It doesn't it, it's doesn't hype you up. It doesn't, like, make you like, damn, that's a sick dude. Let's do it, man. Go clips. Like, think of seeing a thousand people in a crowd wearing all gray. <laughs> I mean, it's a that's horrible. <laughs> what happened? What happened to red being part of the team's color scheme? The red it's jersey, gone. like completely gone. Everyone wants it back too. Everyone, everyone is like, I would love, a, yeah. Because also, there's no throwbacks. Donald Sterling didn't pay to have any of the shit made, yeah, to be throwbacks or have enough to even sell extras. So like, it doesn't exist basically. Like, yeah, I don't know. It's a nightmare. I want the I want a rebrand so bad. Yeah, so I was going to ask, like, you know, a few years into it now, where are you at with, like, the logo and all of that? Because I've been on the rebrand since this, since the outsourced new team logo that the Houston Rockets design team created, which is the literal backstory of how that logo was created. Um, it's garbage. Yeah. It's just yeah. boring. If it's going to change, it has to happen in the next couple of years because I don't know if you've seen the plans for the new arena, but the top of the arena is, is the, the logo. So <laughs> that's what I think is because it is like, you know, you're, you're if you're Balmer, you're changing a pretty big essence of the very expensive thing that you own. Mm -hmm. So that's big. But no, I hate it's, it's just I want to rebrand. Yeah. And like, I don't think they wear the blue jerseys enough. No, you know? they haven't even worn these horrible gray jerseys. Other teams have worn their earned jerseys. Yeah, yeah. I think the Clippers have just been cyberbullied into not wearing them yet. It's kind of funny that the Clippers' earned jersey is gray. Looks like, like trash. <laughs> yeah. 
that was probably Doc's last thing. He was like, I vote the gray ones. And then, and then he left. And they're like, well, he's still the head coach. Like, we, we got to do this. Um, Brian, thank you so much for being on this episode. Of course. Thank you for having me on. It's been a while. I enjoy coming on here. Yeah, it's a good time. Um, what, what do you work on that you'd like these people to listen to? Yeah, so um, I am the co-host of another uh, Clippers podcast come out on Saturdays uh, called the Clipset Podcast. Uh, anywhere you get your podcast, you can get that. We have a Patreon, patreon.com slash clipsetpod. It's completely listener supported. So if you want to help us keep that going and sustain it, awesome. I've got another show I do with one of my best friends in life called Ball is Left. Uh, it's all about the intersection of politics and sports and culture. You guys uh, should just stick to sports. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> we haven't just shut up and dribbled yet. Yeah. <laughs> but you know, it's we kind of get into the weeds with some of that stuff. So if that is interesting to you, check that out anywhere you get your podcasts. You can follow both shows online at Clipset Pod at Ball is Left on Twitter. I love Ball is Left. It's a very fantastic podcast. And Clipset too. I've been lucky enough to be a guest on that uh four times now, which is great. Four. Um gotta get a five timers club jacket next yeah. time. Um <laughs> Thursday's episode, we're going to be doing a Clippers versus Warriors game preview because Clippers basketball is back. Uh, Thirsty Thursday, Kawhi and Paul George edition. What we want to see more of them in the second half and whatever else happens between now and then in Clipperland. You can find us everywhere you find uh, podcast Deezer, of course, uh, Apple Podcasts. Please leave us a review or rating. That'd be great. Subscribe really helps us out. We're also over on Spotify and Stitcher. Uh, yeah, this has been a really good time. Basketball is back soon. Uh, I have been Positive Chuck Mockler, and we will see you guys on Thursday.